afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Before we even talk about markets and the struggle that happened on the livestock side, we're going to bring you some very good news. Speaking of markets, our very own Clay Patton, who fills in for me from time to time on this program, gets a huge congratulations and shout out from all of us as he represents now the Nebraska Farm Bureau at the American Farm Bureau Federation's discussion meet competition this coming January as he was announced today as the winner of the Nebraska Farm Bureau Federation's competition. So congratulations to Clay. We are super excited for him to represent Nebraska Farm Bureau at the American Farm Bureau Federation's annual meeting coming up. So great job, Clay. And as we all know, he loves his agriculture and loves to tell the story about it. So a big shout out and congratulations to him. Now we'll switch focus back to the markets as we take a look what's happening today. Question is, is the seasonal weakness in, in this cattle market? And, you know, the clock is ticking for year end. Do we have protection in place or should we at this point for this cattle market? We're going to find out about that, the hogs, and what's happening in the grains today as Kyle Bumstead joins us. He is with Allendale. So we got to start out. This cattle market definitely has seen some struggles as of late. And now you're talking maybe some seasonal weakness being moved in. Well, that's right, Susan. First of all, thanks for having me back, and uh, congratulations to Clay there. He he really is the voice of the Plains here out here uh, on the Western Plains, so you guys cover a lot of ground, and, and uh, he's uh, really got the voice there. So anyway, yeah, getting back here to the uh, live cattle complex, and the last time we were on here, we, I, I had mentioned there was a seasonal sell uh, here coming up in the live cattle complex, and we're right in the heart of that right now. We started that the uh, week before Thanksgiving. Uh, actually leading up to Thanksgiving. The day before Thanksgiving uh, break there and the day after was actually the seasonal sell here. Then we rallied shortly after that coming off the holiday. And now we're falling back into that uh, lull here, that seasonal sell. So looking at it here, uh, I was doing a little bit of homework here uh, this morning here uh, right before the market's open. It looks like there's a seasonal buy coming up in that April live cattle contract here uh, later this week. And I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that that really does, you know, kind of put some uh, footing uh, underneath this market. But today's action really kind of has me, uh, you know, nervous here. Uh, the February, April live cattle spread, and that's going to be an indicator for the cattle on feed report uh, coming up here later this month here. Uh, that's going to come around uh, right around we, when we take a break for Christmas Eve here. But uh, the Feb-April live cattle spread lost some ground here the uh, month of November, and that tells us we still have plenty of cattle on feed. Now, I know the cash market was has been stout. It's been improving. Uh, last week's average cash trade here, when we looked at that 65 to 80% dress there that CME watches for contract grading, came in at 155.05 to 155.06. That's uh, some of the highest cash trade we've seen dating back to 2015. And uh, now we've got the D Sports sitting here at 150, 155, and the Feb sitting here at 153, 62. And another big thing that uh, not only uh, you know, maybe it's a driver, maybe it isn't, and I'm going to say that it is probably or had some uh, some of them spooked today here is uh, obviously it's Tuesday, so we got some position scoring for the commitments to traders here by the non-commercials. But uh, we also have seen box beef take a pretty good size hit. Now, uh, last night that choice box beef was down uh, over six bucks. There uh, it was down six sixty two, and uh, recently it's it's under two forty three. And I really thought that that two fifty mark would kind of hold us there as it has in the past, but it uh, it hasn't. Uh, it it didn't hold it here. We're actually down here uh, at this uh, two forty three level. We're actually below uh, some of the lows we posted here uh, back in September, which was around that two forty three seventy five area. So we're well below that and. Uh, 
since we've uh, since we saw that peak back there in November there the week before Thanksgiving that high was uh, 258.94 on the choice now we're back down here to 243.31 we've taken $15 off the box and I think there's a combination of things happening here uh, with this uh, box beef market I think some of it uh, is a little bit of fear with this economy here the way things are looking we know interest rates are going to go up again but uh, as I've mentioned before the consumer credit card debt in this country is outstanding and you start adding ho- holiday bills on top of that. You know, after the first of the year here, it could get kind of interesting here at the meat counter as to what the consumer really buys, Susan. Well, having said that, what type of protection should be in place for these producers? You know, uh, last couple of days here on these uh, on this rally here, we, we we were able to get some cheap puts bought underneath the Feb and the April live cattle here. Even some of the December live cattle, there was uh, some pretty decent selling opportunities up there. Uh, you know, like the uh, February, when uh, February got above that uh, 156 area and couldn't hold it for a few days in a row right there was kind of our red flag here that saying, hey, we just can't seem to hold this strength here in the cattle complex. And it was a, a decent area to get some shorts in place here just for the simple fact that uh, we couldn't build momentum getting up into in the north of that 156 area. We got to 156.37 and a half here, uh, let's see, yesterday, and uh, we couldn't sustain it again. And right there was kind of the, you know, we needed to back up here and find some new buyers and we just weren't able to find them above that 15630 area so it was uh, kind of a red flag there a caution flag to me saying hey you know maybe we need to get some protection in place here uh, but also looking at the spreads yesterday the uh, feb april live cattle spread the april june live cattle spread those uh, did quite a number here yesterday going into the close of the day and uh, february live cattle i'm actually looking for cattle to start off a little bit weaker here on wednesday uh, just on some follow through from today we did make new lows going into the end of the session here today susan is there a chance though we could see some positive push though, as we hit these last couple of weeks of, of 2022? Sure, there's, there's, there's a, yeah, there's, there's a, a good chance we could see some seasonals uh, take place here and, uh, and work out well for us. Now, um, looking at a very well-known uh, company that does just seasonals, there is a seasonal buy there on those April live cattle that starts here at the end of this week, and that's been a pretty good winner here, and you hold those up until I think the second week of uh, January. So looks like Friday is the day that they enter that trade, and I think it's around the uh, Sixth, seventh, eighth of January, they take it off, and that's been pretty good winter here the last uh, fifteen years. So, I think there's a possibility that we could, uh, you know, see that uh, come back to it. And this this cash market stays, uh, you know, strong like it has been. We've got quite the discount in the futures now to the cash, so we've got a pretty good basis here to work with, and that's what the hedgers like is a good basis. But in order to capture that basis, you've got to be hedged. And uh, I know a lot of uh, producers didn't want to have any protection or didn't want to have any futures short or any hedges in place because. This was a time it was going to go up, boy. It was just going to get western here, and this thing was just going to go rip-roaring higher. Well, the cash kind of did. didn't necessarily go rip-roaring higher, but it pushed higher, but the futures weren't able to sustain it. So in order to capture that basis, they're relying strictly on the cash market right now, hoping this cash market stays uh, stays you know, as fluid as it has. Or- Folks, we've got a lot more coming up as we get ready for the second half. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. Results are in for 2022, and Fontenelle does it again. In farmer-managed trials this past season, Fontenelle's three top-yielding corn products had an 8.3 bushel advantage over Pioneer's commercially available leading volume products. That's a 68% win rate on farms just like yours. Contact your local Fontenelle hybrids dealer or go to Fontenelle.com to learn more. Results calculated using 15% moisture. Read and follow pesticide label directions, grain marketing, and other stewardship practices. 
Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Continuing our conversation this afternoon with Kyle Bumstead with Allendale. And we left off talking about the cattle market and wanted to switch gears for a few minutes and look at this hog trade because they saw a big drop as well today in these markets. Well, that's right, Susan. Uh, all the meat markets uh, have taken a hit. And I think some of that is uh, related to, you know, obviously it's a seasonally slow time of, uh, slow time of year for meat to be moving, especially some of the, some of these cuts are. But, uh, the hog, the hog market here got a little bit ahead of itself. And when we couldn't take out that 91 mark here, uh, consecutively here, uh, especially like these Aprils, I'm looking at the April a little bit more now, uh, because they're starting to get some more hedging interest out there. But this, this, uh, February lean hog contract here, 91 was kind of the area to close above here. And I I still think there's a there's some chart formation up there at around that 90 and a half area so that might leave us a, a point here for the bulls to go back and try to get but that chart has definitely rolled over and we are somewhat trading uh, sideways in that hog complex we got down to some old support levels here on this 86 and a half area that uh, looks that looks to sell uh, hold the contain the selling back there uh, in in the early part of November but then we had that uh, big drop there at the end of November and now we've gone we've uh, kind of rallied back up here and uh, we could be in the process of putting in like a head and shoulders type bottom, but I, I'm not quite there yet. It, it's got to have a little bit more chart formation for me here. So we have seen the, uh, the uh, port cutouts uh, take some hits here. They've been on kind of a roller coaster as well too. And uh, I really thought with some of the friendly news coming out of China with uh, their supposedly easing COVID restrictions, don't know if it's going to happen or not. Don't know what headlines we can rely on coming out of a communist country. But uh, I thought hogs would have a little bit better support underneath them, especially when we've seen uh, China coming back here buying soybeans. Then uh, we could have seen some uh, some uh, buying interest there in the hogs, but we simply don't have it. Now, speaking of which, when you talk about uh, the hog complex and the way they've been bear spread, that tells me that they've got some uh, that we've got some numbers out there, especially that Feb April losing some ground in the April versus May and the the uh, May versus June. Of course, May hogs are always tough to trade, but uh, the June versus August here. Uh, that's all lost ground. So that tells me that we've got plenty of hogs around for a while. And uh, that's going to uh, kind of equate over to that soybean meal market. The bean meal market here, that's been telling us that we've got uh, a lot of livestock to feed yet in the world with that uh, bean that bean meal going parabolic like it has here. And that's what's ultimately put the support in soybeans. Now, uh, last week we did see uh, the EPA talk about some of their biofuel mandates and everyone claims that that's what shook up the bean oil market. But I think that was basically just uh, an excuse for the non-commercial longs to be uh, hitting the exit button. But uh, looking here at the bean meal, the way that market has gotten in inverted or inverted even uh, better. Uh, you know, you've seen January up here at uh, 450 and north of 450 here today and uh, March sitting here at 449. That's uh, that's that's pretty strong market there. And that tells me that there's plenty of bean meal demand based off our chicken and our pork consumption here uh, stateside. So since we're talking of what's happening on the, on the grain side of the complex, as the crop continues to grow in South America, what type of pressure are you seeing that, especially when we've had some higher dollars trade as of late? Well, I think most of it here at the end of the year, uh, and, and I'm going to equate some of this to the end of the year positioning here. We've got some of the non-commercials here. It was a Tuesday, so there's a lot of position scoring there. But recently we've seen some of the basis. Uh, the basis has started to weaken a little bit here uh, in the Western Corn Belt. Uh, the basis has been weakening out in the Eastern Corn Belt as well. And uh, I think that's trickled over here in the futures. We have seen some of our spreads in corn. Uh, we've gone from very, very bullish inversions to bullish inversions, just not as bullish as they were. Uh, especially when you look at like the May to July, uh, we were trading at four and a quarter over here. We're three cents over May over July right now. So it still tells us long term, there's bullishness out there. They still need grain. They still want it now. 
but it's just not as bullish as it was, say, last week when we were trading five to six cents inverted, or the week before when we were six and three quarters to eight cents inverted. They still want it. It's still bullish long term fundamentally. It's just not as bullish as it was. Now, um, there's even been chatter and have been talking to producers about getting some protection underneath that D's 23 uh, crop because we're sitting here right around this 590 to $6 area. That's got some major support coming in here on this 580 to 585 mark. So there's some short dated options out there that might work for some of these operations here. At least they've got something protected here to get us through the winter months in the event that South America does grow a big crop. Now, I've heard both sides of uh, Brazil having a decent crop, but then I've heard both sides of Argentina, they're pretty dry down there and they've had you know I've, I've heard multiple sources say that brazil's got a really good crop then they don't have a really good crop and i've heard multiple sources say the same about argentina the only thing we can rely on there is potentially weather maps and looking at our spreads here all right finally we are two full weeks uh left of trading before we hit this holiday mode um in 30 seconds kind of give us your thoughts on what we need to look for I guess what I'm thinking we need to look for here is eventually I think corn might uh, rebound towards that 650 mark, uh, but it's going to be how much corn starts moving here after the first of the year. Uh, soybeans, that market there looks really good, and we need to keep our eyes on South American weather. And as far as the livestock goes, we need to really keep an eye on some of these uh, these big numbers coming out here as far as PMI and CPI and things like that, our inflation data and whatnot, and also employment and unemployment and how strong our, our U.S. dollar. Our U.S. dollar looks like it's uh, you know on an uptrend again, so we need to keep our eyes on that as well, too. Best way for folks to get a hold of you, Kyle? You can call me at the office here at 308 708 7340. Well, that is today's Fontenelle Final Bell. As we always remind folks, commodity futures and options do involve a substantial risk of loss, not suitable to all investors. And that's been the Fontenelle Final Bell, brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local dealers on the Rural Radio Network.